Welcome to the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. Weekly, we will be interviewing amazing chiropractors from around the world, finding out how they made their vitality shift. If you're a chiropractor that either wants to just move your practice away from treating pain and conditions, or if you just want to stay inspired, this podcast is for you. For more information on past shows, please visit www.drdonmcdonald.com and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host. I'm bringing back a three-peter because that's hilarious. A three-peter on the show and his name's Peter and he's an amazing guy. I, that was a great joke and I did oh, no, That was great, Don. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I just started up the um, the podcast again and I'm like, okay, I know we've been traveling around again, starting to get on the road again and and we know that there's some chiropractors out there need some inspiration. So there's who better to talk to than the, the positive radiating energy, inspirational, fun guy with the best laugh ever in the history of the world. Oh, Dr. you're Peter, Dr. Peter Kevorkian. Welcome back hey, to the Don, podcast. Hey, Don. Great to be back. Great to be back. This is awesome. So I was, uh, yeah, we've been traveling around and, you know, just kind of getting to see some chiropractors and you know, <clears throat> pandemic is kind of like, it's not, not over, but, you know, people are coming out of it. We've done a few seminars ourselves called the emergence, like coming out the other side. And uh, I just want to tell you, Don, uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, although I'm not, um, uh, you know, deeply engaged in your work, I see the stuff that you and Brandy are doing for chiropractors. And I applaud you on so many levels, uh, the areas that you're exploring and the ways and manner that you're supporting chiropractors is inspirational. Uh, so I, I, I want to kudos to you and, and what you're doing. And the greatest thing that I'm observing, very often people come up with a program or an idea and they, they do the same thing all the time. You, you guys are continually morphing and transforming and, and creating a new level of, of engagement. And I, I really applaud you for that. that that's it's adaptation at its best. So, well, uh, well, thank you. See, that's actually the reason I got you on the podcast. Just make me feel better about myself. Oh, <laughs> thanks, man. I love you, man. I love you, Doc. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, and again, you're doing the same thing. So, uh, you know, we always want to thank all the people in the profession that are getting out there, getting out of their town, going to see other chiropractors and, and helping them keep inspired and on track and co-regulating with a group of like-minded people to help them regulate their nervous systems as well. So I thought I'd ask, uh, Peter, if he would just come up with maybe a list of kind of some of the the three things that he's found that's helped to get either through the pandemic or, or kind of emerging after what he's been seeing in practice. So um, he always has some great wisdom to share. So let's share the wisdom. We tend to look at a, at a trauma uh, that, you know, when, when any time a trauma occurs within our lives, it's like, Oh my goodness, why did this happen? You know, we, you, 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 we tend to default to this place of, of almost being victimized by it, but whether it's a, a physical thing, an emotional thing, a, a you know, relationship issue, uh, the pandemic is really no different. It just, it's affecting on much larger, larger frames. So part of us will go, WTF, what, what just occurred? Why, why did this occur? Uh, you know, when we step back and look at the big picture, which is really our whole philosophical premises, look at the big idea that there's, intelligence and the in order in the universe why the hell would this occur and and i i think you know they talk about a great reset you know the whether you're whatever circle that you're in and this is part of that i, I rather than viewing it as a reset it's just a great amplification mm-hmm. you know I, I think that um it amplified the dysfunctions in our world and it amplified our ability to to do what we know is right 
And uh, nothing spoke louder to that than than what's happened in the last few years in terms of how we engage within our profession and our relationships and within our lives. Uh, You know, I, I mentioned that you and Brandy are adapting. I believe that adaptation is one of the greatest signs of health, well-being, and vitality. Uh, the ability of life to be able to adapt to scenarios and situations. And that's true for us as chiropractors. And chiropractors just need to be remi- reminded of that. Is it, you know, oh, why, well, my patient, they're doing this, and, and this person's getting the shot, and, and I can't believe I was... I'll tell you, you we, we, we go down the rabbit hole and I can tell you all the horrible things that have happened <clears throat> since, you know, through COVID, whether it's a shot or the or the, the focus on, on a pathogen. And yeah, and all, all, all the crap. But bottom line is things are really no different. You know, <clears throat> people have looked at things from the outside and they, they feel victim to their world. That They think that, oh, this bug's going to make me sick. I need to avoid it or kill it rather than trying to say, what can I do to make my body healthier? And, and and so it, it yes we went through this phase particularly in 2020 when it happened it's like holy crap wtf what's happening in the world but we just need to reground ourselves and just say we gotta keep doing what we do tell the story love people serve people keep nervous systems clear keep doing the right thing and the right thing will happen i mean i have more people become more aware and awake in my practice today than i've had in 40 years right. <clears throat> you know people who are realizing that <clears throat> that this whole thing of safe and effective safe and effective just might not be true. This whole thing that the 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 the, the cultural norm <clears throat> may be flawed. You know, so I've never had more people in my practice waking up. Now, do I have still people walking with masks that are germaphobic and, and get, getting their ninety second booster shot? Yeah, of course I do. But 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 it's like that. that all all I'm, I'm seeing a personification of mm-hmm. things rather than viewing it that oh my goodness we're gonna die. You, you know, the, uh, I mean, I went through that phase when, when COVID first began and I got to do the masking and the sanitizing. I remember my first day in practice that way. I walked in the house and I told Patty, I said, I'm done. And she really looked at me, she said, what do you mean? I said, if this is what practice is going to be like, you know, for the rest of my professional career, I'm done. This is t- so maligned to to my values and, and ideals. And I realized, yeah, I, I could be done. Or I could reframe what's occurring in my mind and become more connected, more intimate, more, 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 more servant oriented toward, toward my patients. So, so that, that's what I feel, uh, you know, the, the pandemic is done. Uh, is, is it, does it piss me off? Oh yeah, there look. I, I will say, Don, I, I, I'm sure, uh, you feel the same thing. I have never seen people's physiology so jacked. Mm-hmm. Never, ever. Ever. Uh, actually, I just said uh, we did our philosophy program um, last night here, and Marty Rose, a good friend of mine, amazing clinician, was there. We, we were sitting uh, and talking, and both of us are saying I, we've never seen nervous systems so so distraught. Uh, you, whether it's been the stress of this experience, uh, but I believe it's more the the chemical changes that have occurred in people's bodies, and we're seeing babies that that just have patterns of distortion and subluxation that have never ever 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 existed before uh what we've done to our humanity is very disturbing and very sad and the world needs us more than ever mm-hmm. people need us more than ever uh we, we have the ability to, to to save people's lives more than ever uh you know having a nervous system free of interference we've always known is is a powerful contributor to a person's health well-being and vitality now it is truly critical otherwise we're going to see people fall on 
uh, seriously. And you know, does an adjustment fix or cure anything? No, but it allows the greatest level of resources to that physiology to best do what nature designed it to do. Uh, we need to do what we're doing better. We need to be better adjusters, more focused, more specific, uh, laser beam focused. Having said that, um, you, know, you said give the three uh, tips or suggestions to chiropractors uh, to make it through the pandemic. Uh, so suggestion number one, stay aware and stay awake. Uh, be, be be aware of what's going on. I, I believe that um, the uh, one of the greatest gifts that we've been given by our creator is a very, very powerful intuitive sense. Oh, that intuitive intuition uh, drives us in terms of how we communicate, what we do in our lives, what we perceive in somebody else's physiology, how we should adjust them. But I believe that you develop that powerful intuitive sense by staying very, very aware and very awake uh, in, in all pieces. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, um, there's a lot of information that comes at us through traditional media sources, whether it's social media or the stuff you watch on television that warps your mind. You know, mm -hmm. that's, oh my goodness. And there's a lot of stuff in the alternative world, in our world, that can warp our minds. You exactly. know, yeah. hedging on conspiracy theories to whatever else. Mm -hmm. Both of them are equally as dysfunctional. That it becomes so, yeah, I, we need to become aware of, of the spectrum of stuff that's there. But we need to stay conscious in terms of what's happening to our physiology. Okay, yeah. we we can go down the rabbit hole and watch the videos and and listen to the to the interviews and and the stuff and say, oh my god, do you know what's going on here? And yes, you want to develop that level of awareness and awakeness, if you will. Um, at the same time, that both of those add stress to our lives. Mm -hmm. stress to our physiology. So I tell my patients and I tell chiropractors, if you're going to spend an hour watching a video on something that is, is, is destroying our world, that is destroying human physiology and uh, whatever perspective you're getting, I want you to spend an hour and five minutes putting your attention and energy of your consciousness into something that's loving, joyous, miraculous, inspiring. Okay, and everybody is going to find that different. Somebody, it's a, it's a, it's a love story. Some, it's to read a book. Some, it's to go garden. Some people, it's, it's to listen to music. Some people, it's to write music, play music, go golf. I don't know what the hell it is. Whatever brings you joy, that that allows you to say, yes, this is, this is life. This is what life is about, right? That make love, whatever it is, right? And and to hold those states of vibration for a longer period of time than the times that you're putting stuff into your brain from whatever place. Am I making sense? hundred percent. Well, and I think if, if most chiropractors listening to this actually did like uh, inventory of what they've been putting in their mind and then put it into those two categories, I think it would be insanely skewed to the negative stress side. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the human physiology, the, 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 the physiology doesn't know one, one, one versus the other. The human physiology doesn't give two hoots about Bill Gates or, 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 or Bobby Kennedy or Del Big Tree. They don't care here. It, it reacts, responds to the stresses that's there and it's here to serve us. And if we're putting our attention on, oh my goodness, this is wrong. This is bad. You, I got to do this. I need to go crusade for that. And, and all, I'm not saying you don't do those. Yes, you want to do those things, but you want to take at least as much time and a little bit more putting your states into states of joy, celebration, fulfillment, expansion, breath, healing, 
whatever it is. And, and, and for some people, it's hard to find that, you know, uh, I think through the pandemic, a lot, a lot of people numb themselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a, a local liquor store because liquor stores stayed open <laughs> through the pandemic. They closed, they, they closed food places. They closed businesses. Yeah. You can but you have to have your drinks. And then the dispensaries are also there. Hey, I went to one of the liquor stores uh, at some point. It was uh, for probably the end of 2020. And it, I said, has the pandemic affected you at all? He says, hell yes. I said, really? He says, yeah, it's been like Christmas all year long. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> Well, it's what it, remind, it reminds me of a Facebook meme I saw right around there saying uh, three or four years ago, because in, in Alberta, it actually weed became legal. And they said, who thought that um, smoking weed with your family, uh, two years later, being with your family would be the illegal thing, but weed was, would be totally fine. Like it's totally like reversed. <laughs> yeah. So first thing is be, take an inventory for yourself. I tell that to patients all the time, you know, if I've, create space in your life with your family to be in those states of joy and celebration. Um, so second thing is uh, create safety. And th this is probably the most illuminating uh, one for me. And, and I know I'm reiterating some of the podcasts that you've had, uh, Don, as you and Brandy have really explored Stephen Porges's work, mm -hmm. uh, who really brings to light the importance of the human physiology to, to, to feel in a safe space. Um, you know, any time that we are faced with a stressor within our lives, it uh, tends to put us into a sympathetic mode, you know, into that fight or flight mode uh, to create more vigilance, more awareness, more, uh, you know, I, I got to do what I got to do to fight or flight, you, you know, the, the, the scenario, the situation. Uh, but when overwhelmed um, and you recognize fight or flight may not even work, we'll mm -hmm. withdraw, we will withdraw like a turtle in their shell and, and go you know, close ourselves off from the world. Um, when that occurs, you know, you, you basically have, uh, you no longer inhibit the, the, the dorsal aspects of the vagus nerve. And you, it's a survival mechanism. It's a it's total withdrawal. And, uh, you know, physiologically, a whole host of things are going to occur because the body's trying to preserve your, your core value. Um, when 9-11 occurred, you the entire planet went into this place of fight or flight. Oh my goodness! You know, this extreme vigilance, and people found solace in coming together in their churches, in their groups, in their families, and, and you know, you know that, that connectedness in their communities. And so, you know, we 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 grounded ourselves in that place of bringing ease and safety by coming into community. Well, through the pandemic, we were told to withdraw. We were told to, you couldn't go outside. You, you couldn't be with people. You couldn't be with family. And so, so all you're doing is personifying that, 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 that feedback loop that's keeping you in a state of withdrawal and not feeling safe. You're not even feeling safe to breathe the air you're not feeling safe to be able to move your body you're feeling safe to be able to to, to touch something oh my god you know I, how, how do you live with that um so creating a degree of safety in your own life and within your practice and with the people that you're serving i think is a critical piece of what we need to look at um and we all do even those of us more aware right right that the, we, we we can default to to patterns that are so deeply embedded within our psyche. Uh, there are lots of chiropractors I know, vitalistic chiropractors, people who who embrace our philosophical ideals, who got the shot because of a deep rooted 
fear and an agenda that has been programmed so deeply into that person's psyche in terms of, oh, I need vaccines to be safe. Yeah, I need vaccines to be able to live in this world. You know, I need something from the outside to get me through this. You know, that the, 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 the world has become poisonous to me. Oh, my God. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but, but we all have that. I, I know I know in my life, you know, that I started questioning some of the things, you know, that, that I I felt, oh, my goodness, maybe I'm wrong. Right. So right. What, what do what do we need to do to create safety within our own lives? Um, and, and mechanisms, uh, you know, my, my group, my little uh, philosophy group here is, is one of my safe havens. You know, once a month, they have like-minded people all come together and we, we didn't miss a beat through the pandemic. Yeah. We did stuff virtually, but we still got together, uh, you know, whether it was two people, four people, eight people, 10 people, tw- you, you couldn't have more than 12 people here. Well, I, there are lots of times I have 20, 25, 30 people here in my, in my home, but we did it in such a way that, you know, it's my home. We create a safe space for yeah. it. in practice. You know, I've always been tell the story, tell the story. After you've told the story, keep telling the story. And that was my highest value that, that we just get to keep telling our story of chiropractic. Enough people are going to hear it and they're going to embrace it. And, and the pandemic really had me recognize people can't hear your story if they don't feel safe. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And so to find mechanisms of allowing people that safe space. Uh, I I think that masks are totally destructive to the human physiology on every level. Uh, to, to be wearing masks is, uh, yeah, I, there's loads of research that validates that. But I can't have an intelligent conversation with a patient that is living in so much fear that they feel as though they need to cover their face, right? So I, you, you can't try to teach somebody if they're not available to hear, mm-hmm. right? So we want to stay conscious of the fact that people need to feel safe and whatever you need to do within your practice to allow that to occur and i guess i guess i suppose it's within reason you know i'm I'm not willing to wear rubber gloves and masks yeah. shields so somebody feels safe around me some people need to stay home if that's yeah. what you need to do uh but i've had a number of people of a very uh um germaphobic you know uh the the term that we have um and our practice, COVID timid, is what we refer to these people. We That's a good word. Masks and yeah, COVID timid uh, people, and many of them have said, "It's like there's this special energy in this place." And I said, "There is." <laughs> and it's, and it's like they, I don't go anywhere, but I know it's okay to come here. Totally okay. Go face down. You know, let let, let, let me adjust you. And, and just I don't even I don't even try to engage in conversation. This person feels safe enough to walk out of their house, come in and lie on my table. Awesome. So what can we do to create that? So it, it comes from this place of of intention. You know, the, to honor people where they are, what their beliefs are. Um, I had a, a medical physician who's a patient of mine comes in double masked with his wife. Even even today, I'm just on you know on Friday, double masked. And about oh, six months ago, uh, I, I they, they don't like getting adjusted in the open space. They go into a, as soon as they walk in, they have to go to a private room. Yeah. And he goes to me, uh, Peter, you don't buy into this, do you? I said, What don't I buy into? This is uh, you know the COVID thing, and. I was first shocked that he even opened the door for this conversation. And I said, I'll tell you. I don't want to say his name. Um, 
I gave you I said his first name. It, it would reveal who he is because uh, whatever. Uh, he, um, I said, you know, I was from his doc. I said, you know, doc, um, SARS-CoV-2 is very real. I have seen some people get very, very, very sick. Patty got the experience SARS-CoV-2 when it first came out. It's a nasty virus, and we can go to lots of thoughts. Why? Where? It, it's it's real. I'm not going to say it's not real. You know, COVID-19 is very, very <clears throat> real. How we are managing it, I think, is dysfunctional. As mm-hmm. we're spending so much energy trying to focus our attention on a pathogen, rather than trying to keep our bodies healthier. I said, I believe that we're here to be in symbiosis with the world, not to be at odds with it. You know, you know our bodies were designed to live here on planet Earth at this time. I believe in the creative intelligence that, that brings us into the space. I said, our job is to find symbiosis with things, not to try to fight them, not to try to avoid them. Um, and he like looked at me. I said, you're a really smart guy. I said, you know that trying to stop SARS-CoV-2 with that mask, he's wearing an N95 mask, is like trying to stop a mosquito from going through a chain link fence. It's a really tiny thing. Yeah. Said, so does that make an effect? Uh, yeah, it affects something. You know, it affects your droplets and things that are connected to that. I said, but you're re-aspirating it, suffering your body. And how many people take their mask, let them fall on the floor, and they put them back in their face? How many people take the mask and they put it in their cup holder in the car? Who knows whatever else has been in that cup holder, then put it in their face or put it in the pocket, the jacket of their, of their, of their coat, and then put it back in their face. I said, what are we doing to help the people? I said, we're not, we're not, we don't talk about that. You know, nobody's talking about the importance of, of exercise and the importance of good nutrition. I said, so do I buy into it? I believe that we need to do the right thing to our body because it's the right thing to do, period. And so we had this conversation for like five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it was. I said, thank you. I really appreciate that. I walked out of the room and I honestly thought to myself, I might have, I might have gone too far and they might drop out of care. They keep coming. They come in two, at least twice a week, uh, once, twice a week, uh, get their spine, take double mask, go in the private room. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think too, like people in general like to have like a conversation just in general, and you can have different views on things. And as long as you're not attacking other people's, you know, ideas and you're just, you're just kind of giving suggestions and kind of leaving it out there. I think that's healthy and people would understand that's good. It's just when you start to attack someone's values, well, for one, they're already in fear. So their frontal lobe is turned off. And then if you attack it, like that's a double that then, like you said, their brain's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So number three is uh, get back into your heart. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I know, uh, you know, I, I consider myself a lover, not a fighter anyway. Um, but what the world needs now, not to sound trite, but the world needs now more than ever is love, lots of love and love for one another. <laughs> I'll, I'll honor and respect for people who see the world differently. And, you know, I, I have a clarity in terms of how I see things. Uh, I'm grounded in my perspective. But I can honor and love another person who sees things 180 degrees for me. Uh, you know, a perfect example of that, my sister, uh, who's very open and alternative minded regarding a lot of things. But uh, the, through this whole pandemic thing is is doesn't want to step outside the acceptance of her community. So is driven to do the things that the community yeah, it's a powerful, it's a powerful yeah. draw. Like, so she yeah. wants to feel part of that yeah. and doesn't want to step outside of that. So definitely listens to the mainstream narrative. 
I love my sister like incredibly. She's an amazing woman, an incredible mom, cares about people. Um, the greatest connection that I can have with her is to love her and just and, and, and recognize that I see things differently than she does, but we can still love each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I really believe that many members of my practice um, see things very differently than Peter does. And at the same time, they know that I will honor, love, and respect them and serve them as best as I can. <clears throat> That's what's going to move us through any crisis, any trauma, and anything is ultimately connecting back into your heart. It's not a cognitive process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe that love it does have the capacity to heal everything in our world. Um, you know, and the words of Mother Teresa, uh, when you reach a point that you don't think love works, then love even more. <laughs> and and uh, it, it it just it's a continuous reminder to us. It's what creates life and creates that process. So to to learn a, a way to love the Bill Gates of the world, and, and I don't I don't view him as an evil man. Uh, is he driven to do things different than I would? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, are there people who are driven to do things out of their um, own advancement, possibly compromising the well-being, maybe the lives of others. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But th- that being is also here on planet Earth, created by the same creator that I had. There's a reason for their existence in this world. So I can totally disagree with somebody, totally live a life very different than that, and still find a way to love that being, because they are here bringing something that needs to be happening for the evolution of the the human spirit, life in this planet, uh, and the consciousness of this planet. Uh, So that's my default to everything. So stay aware, stay awake, um, give give yourself good energy, not just going down the rabbit hole of stress, uh, create safe space for yourself. However you're going to do that, whether that's in your communities or in your office, making the office, whatever it is, and and stay in your heart. So those are my three tools to give not just chiropractors, but anybody to move through uh, this process. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think too, it's just vitally important for chiropractors, even just the health of chiropractors. We've, we've been seeing quite a few chiropractors actually starting to get challenges with their health um, because they're living in this state of stress and danger, danger in their physiology. And, And the ironic thing is that not only is it not good for their health, but they're actually sending off cues of danger to their practice members mm-hmm. inadvertently, like they're, they're in their mind, they're coming from a safe place, but other, other physiologies can detect physiologies that are in danger and, and it puts up the warning signals right away. So um, the more we d- dig into the polyvagal work, the more, and the more that we're in this pandemic, the more I'm telling chiropractors, like our responsibility for self-care has like gone so far through the roof because we actually can't serve unless we're in, in, we, in we, a we good state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In all parts of our lives. Yes, physically. You know, maintain your physicality. You know, exercise, eat good, get rest, uh, all, all, all the things that we, we, we know that we need to do. But also in your environment, mm-hmm. you, you know, the, the maintain life is about growth. And the minute you start growing, you, you die. Right. Uh, Bruce Lipton says that the cell can't be in growth and defense at the same time. And so if what we want to do is bring more vitality into the world, we need to be in growth. So the the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we recognize my office needed a facelift. Right. Uh, And the last thing I needed to do is to dump, you know, thousands of dollars into my practice. 
Um, you know, most most guys that are in this chapter, their practice, you know, like, okay, let's you know, change the walls, paint, change the carpet, paint the walls. And I said, no, nah, let's do a whole renovation. Yeah, so, and you've been I mean, practicing, is it 40 years? or 40 years, 40 years. Yeah. 40 years, yeah. yeah this year's so, been 40th year. And then yeah, just redo it all, do it up. We, we did everything. We put in new flooring, put in new walls, moved some walls, paint, painted, lighting, every everything. <laughs> and um, the... The, I wanted when we first had our builder come and take a look at it, and he said, "Can we do it on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays?" And he said, "Yeah, you want it to last about a year and a half." <laughs> and so we moved. The, I don't know if I told you this. We moved the practice into a trailer. Yes. So Fortunately, we had just enough space to get a sixty-foot trailer down my driveway, and it sat literally. It sat right in front of my my home, and it actually looked pretty good there was i couldn't have made it be a better color almost matched the color of my house uh and patients couldn't believe through the middle of the through through the pandemic right uh people said you guys didn't miss a beat i says you we literally moved the entire office out of my home it's a home office we moved it out of the the house into this trailer maintained the, the practice actually grew while we were in the trailer and then we moved back in to the house after it was all over it is it's amazing it was, it was an amazing product but i think energetically it made a statement to the practice members to say this is about healing it's about growth and we need to continually grow and and the withdrawing and living in states of fear of, of that it doesn't serve the world mm-hmm. so so very unconsciously i believe that that that, that too, it it it's nurturing and caring for your practice, just like you need to nurture and care for your physiology. You know, it you do the things that you need to to grow. We need to be in creation. You know, the the human organism was designed to be in a, this place of creative expression, and uh, for each of us, it's it's going to be different. You know, for some of us, it's to teach. Some of us to do podcasts. Some of us is to to to, to uh, you know, train people and to write books, or whatever. Be in creation, but be in creation in your practice. Mm-hmm. I remember through the pandemic, lots of chiropractors talked to. This is a perfect time. You get the space. Write write some newsletters. You know, <clears throat> you change your website. You do do the stuff you need to do to be in creation for your practice, and yes. rather than withdrawing. What's well, funny because I think we we built our new practice almost the exact same time as you did too. So that's what I said. We it, some people hid away for the pandemic, and then we just rebuilt right. bigger right. Yeah. Yeah. and the world needs us more than ever done oh it's insane yeah again again for most people out there you actually are their only co-regulator and you're the only person who's actually hands-on caring for them yeah. in a in a loving way yeah. and it's just so important like i just like I, I just said the other day i had a 96 year old come in and halfway through adjustment she just stopped and grabbed my hand and just looked at my eyes and said I just want to tell you, I cherish these moments with you every time I come in and like, you know, they just don't get this. They just don't get it anywhere else. So it's very important. Um, before we, we end up, I just want to just maybe give everybody a little update on the ICPA because um, you've, uh, you were talking, telling me a little bit before we got live here about uh, some of the transitions that they've done through the pandemic and how it's actually turned out quite well. So uh, the biggest transition that happened actually happened right before the pandemic. Uh, Jeannie Ohm passed away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tremendous loss for a profession. Uh, tremendous loss to me personally. Jeannie was like a, a soul sister to me. I mean, I, mean uh, I could go talking about that for an hour, but uh, we, we miss her dearly. Uh, part of me believes she sort of intuitively sensed what was coming down and she says, I can't take this. So she needed to bring healing to 
the the planet from another dimension and i believe that she's up there wherever wherever that is you know help and bring healing to humanity from from another dimension <clears throat> having said that her son justin home has taken over the organization um and we've gone through a metamorphosis uh in many ways um much of the courses are now being able to be taken online they can be done virtually <clears throat> all of the classes <clears throat> there is a live virtual for portion of the class uh, uh, delivery of the class so uh, classes some of the classes are pre-recorded so some of the certification program can be done online um virtually all of the classes can be done in a live virtual setting if you don't, a person doesn't want to travel and we are continuing to travel to locations we're uh, doing less locations we, we used to do somewhere between 10 to 15 locations in a year i, I now we're probably closer to eight to ten live yeah. in-person locations mm-hmm. uh which i it from a, a efficiency standpoint of the organization it's actually a little easier for us um, yeah. expenses are a little easier the organization has grown in membership um since genie has passed we've probably added over a thousand members to the organization how many members do you currently have now over seven thousand over, over seven thousand that's an awesome paid members that does not include uh you know, students this is dcs in practice around the world literally from every country every college every philosophical perspective all under the umbrella of family care and improving the health and well-being of people so well we are so very, very, very 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 proud of that um there are four types of certification that the uh, icpa offers is webster certification which was basically what genie offered now is being done by doctors pam stone does an amazing job but it's an introduction to uh perinatal care and the webster technique and at the end of that a person becomes certified in webster technique with a few more classes i want to say another six or seven classes six classes i believe a person can receive perinatal certification so there are other courses that are centered around perinatal care uh there we teach an advanced aspect of webster's some research um things regarding issues of pregnancy postpartum care um issues of uh, uh in practice with um um you know depression and, and other psycho-emotional aspects of it just become aware of the of the, of the needs centered around perinatal care <clears throat> so a person can receive perinatal certification and that brings you more than half the way toward reaching, getting certification from the caccp which is the the primary certification program that icp has offered for a number of years and those are uh, i believe 18 courses um as well as uh, some other things to do to gain your certification from the ICPA. Uh, then right before Jeannie passed, we were architecting the changes and modifications that needed to take place for the diploma program, which is after a person has become certified with a few more courses, as well as doing some research, uh, some other um, uh, uh creating some videos some trainings uh, i don't need to go through the details of it. it's all available on the website a person can receive their diplomat so so the program is very 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 well established and and morphing and adapting as we need to to the needs of the culture and the environment uh justin is doing an amazing job at, at moving the leadership of the organization forward uh so, so we're very excited about that so anybody that wants uh, more training understanding of family practice uh perinatal care pediatric care the icp is a phenomenal program to start with and what's their website again icpa number four kids.com perfect yeah ICPA, so number four kids kids.com 
That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that because it's, uh, I think it would be super, like it's probably the biggest organization, I think, in chiropractic, I'd say, um, it, it, like almost like what, 7% or of the whole profession. And that's crazy. Around there. It's crazy. Yeah. The genius smile from Irish is with Larry. Yeah. They're, they're, they're up there drinking a glass of wine, I think. <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, thanks very much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming it's an back honor, for, for the three Pete for P- Dr. Peter, Dr. Peter. And, um, just in closing, what kind of words of, uh, inspiration or wisdom would you like to leave listeners with? Oh my God. Uh, what, what do I leave? Uh, you know, life is short. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have to say, um, I'm, uh, I just completed my 66th journey around the sun and happy it, birthday, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Um, and it, it's interesting when you get to a place in your life that you realize that there are probably less years in front of you than there are behind you, mm-hmm. and you you realize, oh my God, where, where where does time go? You know, we get so locked into the moment, and which is what life is about: be be in the moment, but have one hell of a good time. You know, you, you, you know, we, we don't know what the future holds. Uh, that, that, and then I'm not saying don't be responsible. Be responsible to yourself, to your family, to your practice, to your life, to your health. Be, be responsible, but have a good time. Uh, life is way too short. Awesome. Okay. Well, again, virtual hugs to you, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you for all you're doing. Okay, look forward you. to seeing you soon. And so everybody out there, I hope any big hugs. I will give her a big hug. And uh, so everybody out there, I hope you have an amazing day. Until next time, shift on. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've received value from this episode, please share this with a fellow chiropractor and take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about our programs and events, please visit www.thevitalityshift.com or connect with me on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out. Thank you.